dealing with that type of stuff. And it was really that time where I just started looking at my life and um, was angry with God about some things and, and constantly saying how God's going to save me, save me, I need, you know, I moved back home and this has happened and that happened and I promise you I heard an audible voice tell me, this is the dressed up mess. Mm-hmm. And until you deal with these things in your life, this is it's, those things are ever going to come to pass. And I'm like, wow, that was hurtful. That's kind of cool. But even in that, I didn't get it. Totally still, at that point, I still didn't get it that there were some things that I needed to deal with. I just needed the right to get it out. And then I would tell the story how I saw it and what it was. Right. But years later now, you know, we're 10 years or so removed from that initial experience, I comprehend now that it was me that needed to work on me, but it wasn't necessarily in that format. So prayer will drop you stuff when you're not ready for it. You have to be retaught those lessons over and over again. That's right. Well, I've I've definitely been there. Um, And here recently, I'll be very honest. Here recently, you know, you you back around and you're like, "Oh, how did I get here?" And and you're you're seeing every time this happens, it's some stuff that you're doing. I don't have anything to do with anyone else. It's some stuff that you do that you know while you're here. So um, no, I totally agree. So seven years writing a book. It took you seven years to write a dressed up mess, um, and now you know why you even started to journal and all this stuff happens for a reason because you, you didn't know but you were in the process of writing the book itself um and you knew journaling you know definitely helped you um get those things out because of the relationship of the move across the country you know so you moved across the country for a relationship that ultimately didn't work out um exactly. and you really had to face face that head on because you not only moved yourself you moved your children so you really uprooted your whole entire life for a person that you know totally put you back at home in your parents house and you're like what did, is going on here right exactly and so in that space I was never at the place where I'm like oh that was me it was something I did that was in agreement with that but then I was like he did this this that and the other that blame and I wrote from that hurt and I wrote from that depression but I needed to get it out because so many people are in that space right where you think you are at the time making the best decision, but that just turns out and it falls apart, and that's what happened. I uprooted. I moved, you know, away from Oklahoma early, and lived in Atlanta off and on for twenty plus years. Right. Uh, ultimately, before I moved out of the country to Germany, but I had moved to Atlanta, been away from home for a long time, connected with someone from my past that I've been knowing since I was a young girl. He's a friend of my brother's. My brother's now deceased. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I just had a crush on him ever since I was a young girl. So to me, it was like this fairy tale come true when we finally are able to connect several years later down the road. We're both grown. And, you know, you know my family. I know your people. We know each other. And so he comes to Atlanta and he's here, you know, in my space. And I know people probably like, girl, did you already sound crazy already? You sound dumb. He comes to your space. We don't have some kids and I. It's not quite working out for him in Atlanta. So he moves back to Phoenix and he wants us to come. Well, at that time, I am working on a master's degree. My daughter's in her senior year in high school. And this is a lot. And you guys are doing life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Realize I have my own life, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to move there. We can look at this in another year, 18 months, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'll tell you what. 
I didn't know bad juju when it hit me in the face because I was cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. Like I said, I was in this little fantasy thought of, you know, gosh, finally we get together. Then this is, you know, off and on for a lifetime that we finally connect. And so I you really thought you knew this person? You thought you really knew this person from childhood, yeah, et cetera? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So I ended up moving out with them. And the signs were, some of the signs were there before I went. I was just, like I said, I was in no bad situation this time in the face because I was so in love, so I thought. Right. And so I get to Atlanta, I with my whole family, my daughter and her senior year, disrupt my life, you know, change, move my career, you know, everything. And shortly after I got there, he showed up, like for real showed up. And started and you know now she's away from everything you know that mental he never physically hit me so let me be clear on that right but that mental abuse and that emotional abuse of that relationship with some scars that I had to heal from years later because when someone just intentionally and purposely comes at your core to break you like yeah. that's intentionally trying to break you yeah. uh, when you do it with the psyche that emotional stuff and so I remember you know, a few months after, you know, uprooting the move to Phoenix and, you know, we start having some challenges and issues, but kind of right off the bat, this is into the space where I just knew I had to get out of the situation where we're having a conversation and I'm, I'm dark skinned, I'm a chocolate woman, and he leans into me, puts his hands on my thighs and comes really close to me in my face and tells me, instead of this your 30 day notice, mm. I'm leaving you. I don't want you or your kids to speak to me. In fact, I hate you and your kids. I don't even like dark skin women. I don't know why the hell I'm dating you. If my mother was still living, she would be disappointed that I dated your black ass. Mm. And I'm like, ouch. That is to the core. Yeah, I know that. that. Well, what? You've moved all across, you know, across the country with your kids, left your safe space, um, you know, where you had security and safety uh, to to be with this person. And, um, you know, they're telling you they didn't even want you there. So I can, I can imagine how you feel. So right now you're, you know, you're educated. Well, now you're a self-published author, but at the time, you know, that was literally being birthed in you. Of course, you had no idea, but um, who knew that a woman like you would go through something like this, you know? Right, and that's it. And that's the real key to it. Sometimes we, just, we see people and we make these snap judgments just based on what we see. Right. And a lot of times what you see is people dressed up version of themselves. They're representatives. You dress it up. Now, for me, I literally dressed it up literally and figuratively. I was always being into clothes, into fashion, so hair, makeup, clothes accessory, all this stuff is done but I'm walking around empty but you know when you someone tells you you put me on a 30 day notice are you serious right and then you want to then attack me for things I can't change about me that's the core to me so you're trying to break me and he worked evenings I worked days he left for work and he literally gave me a manifesto of what the next 30 days was going to look like don't speak to me I'll come in at this time you have the kids not speak to me and I'll avoid you I don't live like this
he can't break me. This is not going to happen. I'll never let him see me broken like this. And I got my butt up, and I started packing that house up like a mad woman. Mm, well, I was yeah. packing it up because we hadn't been there that long, so I still had boxes out in the garage for, you know, from the move. I hadn't been there that long. And I packed and packed like a mad woman, clothes everywhere. I mean, I was going, going, going with the adrenaline. So by the time I fell asleep, and he comes in early that next morning, probably about four or five in the morning, and he wakes me up. He could be standing over me. He goes, you know, Allie, what's, what's all these boxes? What's all this stuff all over the house? And I'm well, like, you I'm, just I'm put me out. You put me, you <laughs> told me to get out. So what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm it, doing it, stuff. And you cannot believe this. But you can't make this up. He said, I told you 30 days. So we're we're playing right. So we're starting to play those mind games, and you being yeah. cute with me at this point. Okay. Yeah, thirty days, and I was like, you know, I was packing about thirty minutes, at least three hours and thirty minutes. But I was like, no, right. And so you don't get to do this. And so even though in that space I felt like I still loved him and I was very broken, I knew that this is not something I can do, and I can't put my kids through this right mess, and I got to get out of here. And then he played, you know, the next week I was gone by the end of the week, but by the, by a week time I was gone, but he kept, let's work this out. I'm sorry to mean that. Mm-hmm. I really love you. I love the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mind games. Right. When you deal with people's emotions like this, that's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It, it's, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And somebody's not going to survive if I don't get out of here. Yeah. And and I have two children that I need to make sure that they're protected no matter what. And I'm all the way across the country. And I'm right. I have like one or two friends there. Uh, not much family, no family or anything like this. So I got to go. Mm-hmm. And so I left that relationship, but I didn't leave. The wound stayed. I didn't heal. Mm. But I just went on to the next thing and, and put my focus into something else. And what we do often, we we pack mm-hmm. the wound, we gauze it up, and, yeah. and move on. Because we yeah. have, you know, so many other folks. And so to, you walk and wound yep. it, and you dress it up, but you, you're walking wounded. So here it is at this time when all that stuff starts coming out. Right. And then I realized in 2012, I was writing from that vantage point. But I, so it took years because then I had to start really looking at me and dealing with all kinds of stuff. It wasn't time. It wasn't time to get it done because the stories are still being told. And I didn't know then, but now I know that it was so much healing that needed to be done. And mm-hmm. it's a healing journey, and you got to walk through all this. And you need to write this in your rawness. And you need to write it where you're coming from, from the vintage place, so people can see this This is what it felt like. This is what that moment felt like. It's, it's written in the moment. And then now I'm on the other side of that because I'm 10 years removed from it. Right. And I'm in my masterpiece. And without, you know, in the mess, and then it didn't just get cured and be okay then, so I wrote about this journey for about a two, three, about a couple year period of what that journey looked like, having to move back home, you know, almost four years old, going back literally to my parents' house in my bedroom that I grew up in. Yeah, oh, God, I can't imagine. I was working on my master's degree, so all those degrees and titles and stuff. Uh Uh-huh, yep. And, and it means something to the world because we have to have that to have certain positions and certain pay and all this stuff. And, and not even really necessarily, that's what we were brought up to believe. Right. That didn't protect me from those blows or that pain that I was dealing with. And so I figured well, I am moving back home. And so, so and the story that, about that rebuilding of 
or even, I don't even know that I knew who I was then even still, but that just that, that experience and, and, and life after that experience and how that, like you said, was that part to, to build this journey. So over that seven years, it was, I'd write, I'd stop writing, I'd write, I'd get depressed, I think nobody wanted to hear it. You know, I just went through everything with it. I'm sure. I'm sure. And, sure that, it and then I didn't want to deal with it. It had to be birthed. It had to be birthed. And I'm sure it was painful. It totally knocked you off your feet. And again, folks, I mean, you know, we're beautiful. We have the the clothes going. We got the hair going. We're educated. We're we're well-traveled. You know, we've seen some things. And But this is what we were dealing with. And looking at you, I'm sure no one knew, you know, the backstory. That, that's what I'm saying. No one knows your backstory. So, um, even some of the people that were closest to me because I carried it and hid it so well. And so, when some, the interesting thing was that, so the book released in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I have friends and family who, when they were reading this book and they're calling me and they're like, oh my God, I remember this time in your life. Right. Going through that, why didn't you say anything? Like, I had people getting angry with me because they didn't know why would you not tell anybody? Why didn't you call? And then, even I had friends with that, I felt really bad mm-hmm. because we've been friends a long time and you didn't even reach out and say anything, and I wasn't there for you. And I'm like, it, this is not about you, and that and it's not even a story about that. It's right. about the journey. Some, I needed to heal, and somebody else is going to need to heal, but I got to tell the story how it needs to be told. And so uh, one of the things I did when we talked about, you know, how the family and friends feel about this once it's out because it's an exposure. And I'm not telling people you need to go out and tell everybody your business and all your story. But me, I don't have anything to hide. I'm transparent. It's a real raw story. Uh, and it's not for the, you know, the famous. Yeah. I had a terrible life because I had a lot of things going good for me. But if you don't have that inside workout, right. it's an inside job. If you don't have that inside workout, it don't matter about all that other stuff. Because it does. You're going to keep running into these situations that mess. It does. And so... Um, and it shows you know, up in other areas that you didn't think, it you know, whether it's your employment, your relationships yeah. with family, other men, you know, uh, your intimate yeah. relationships. So, yeah, it will show up. Um, yeah, and so this was that undressing of all that and me facing my ugly truth in, in the beginning of that journey. So this is just the first book in the beginning of that journey and I like to tell people it didn't just change overnight and I got to my masterpiece I'm living in my masterpiece now. I'm like, life is good. Yeah. Well, it's light. You know, everything's in good space. Don't mean stuff doesn't happen but I live a different life than I lived in. And part of that was just really this discovery of who I am and along this journey. And that's why I say you sound just light as a feather. You know, you do. Just the lightness of, about you, your energy, and and that's refreshing. And it comes across on screen. It came across in that live video. You know, the authenticity. And like you said, when you did the live, you were going to initially do a video, but folks appreciated that authenticity about you. I know I did. And that's, you know, funny that we talk about how we even ended up in this state. So uh, I do videos. I'll, I've been, you know, since the book, so much has changed in my life, so much. Creators just opened so many opportunities for me, but I'll do videos and I don't really do lives. I just have the lives on one hand. I mean, I've actually really done in terms of doing a live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did the live a year in the of the book, 
and I was going to do a video. And then Creole was like, no, go live. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go live. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But I went live. And when I went live, it was you. It did. It did. And I said, what is going on? Messologist? What is that about? Uh, you know, a dressed up mess. I mean, it really intrigued me. So, um, and then really diving into your story and talking to you and, and figuring out what all that meant. I'm like, oh my God, I've dealt with this. I'm dealing with this. People, you know, especially women are dealing with this every day. Yeah. You know. And that's it. It's, it's because I was you know, even though it took seven years and I'm with you, seven years completion. It took seven years to get it out, so here's the message in the net. Don't give up. Okay. Right. What happens? You just keep pushing. Whatever that thing the creator's putting you, just keep doing it. It doesn't matter. I don't care who's in agreement with it or not. As long as you believe that you can get it done, I don't care how crazy or odd or strange or crazy else is down there by else, you just keep pushing. You get it done. Mm-hmm. And you don't give up. And so I, I birthed this baby in 2019. To kind of get that journey real quickly. Uh, the book finally got published in 2019, and uh, I had this great idea. Oh, I'm going to go books. I'm about to be, you know, Oprah's going to get it. Ava, you know, Tyler, somebody. Right. This is a good story. And, and uh, I just was like, I'm going to do a book tour. So now I got to go live in Germany, and uh, so I don't have a conversation with my husband. I'm going, okay, so I'm going to do a book tour, and this is how this was going to happen. So I started that. I did. I, it came past. I started it out in Rockland, Germany on the Air Force Base and, and I did a book signing at the KMCC Exchange, the mall there. And then a couple of days after, this was in February of this year. So now, mind you guys, this is pre-corona and, and the world changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I set out to the U.S. on February 18th. Uh, yeah, I'm so set on this is the Next big, biggest thing, and I'm that idea hasn't left. Let me be clear on that. I just had to make an adjustment when life happened and changed in 2020. Right. So I was contacted this branding company, and uh, so we're going to talk about how mythologies came to pass. So I contacted this branding company because I'm so set at the time on the book, the book, the book, the book. I'm going to go on tour. I have my date set up. I have the three three key cities and states that are relevant to me. I've since. You know, like I said, I'm 20, over 20 years in Atlanta, I'm born and raised in Tulsa, and I also live in Dallas for a point. Okay. So, those are my, you know, self-funded, these are the places I'm going. So, March 7th, I have my boat, my signing here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But right when I got to Atlanta in the beginning, I had contacted this uh, branding company from Germany, and we met, and we set the date. And so, when they met me... And we, you know, we met at the gathering place, and we had our initial meeting. We did some phone meetings, and we met in person. Mm-hmm. And when I came in, because I'm, I'm extra. I'm, I am very much extra. Right? <laughs> I love clothes and fashion and everything. So I come in, and I got all these thigh high boots and some leather pants and something. You know? <laughs> right? You were ready. You were, you were ready, Allie. And I come in there, and they look at me, and they're like, "So we start talking," and they're like, "I'm so focused on the book." So I need this to do. We're going to do, you know, the branding day for my book. And they're like, no, that's not branding day. That's the book. It's bigger than the book. This is so much. And they're like, your movement. Look at They wanted to, to not only, of course, the book is a big piece of it, but they wanted to show brand you. Yes, they wanted to brand me. And I couldn't see it at the time. I was so set on everything was about a dress of mess. I right. Didn't, I couldn't see beyond that. 
because remember, I'm so focused on something that ain't good, it's going to be a book, this book is going to be a movie or a TV show or something, so I can't see past that. I thought big things for the book. Right. I didn't see the bigger picture for me. Mm-hmm. So this is a brand new company, guys. They have brand new out of Atlanta, Georgia, Captain Nick Nelson. They have this idea. They're going, no, we need to bring you. So we're in this meeting, and I'm battling with them. They're the professionals, but I'm battling with them, right? I hired them. We're going to do this. They kept trying to tell me, and I didn't see this vision then. Mm-hmm. So when we ended up doing my branding uh, meeting, we were coming up with, you need, because I'm like, I'm Allie West, I'm Allie West. They're like, yeah, we got Allie West. That's it's okay, but it doesn't make a statement. That'd be something else. I'm like, but I like Allie West. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they're like, no, can't be that. You you, you have everything that's Allie West Productions. I'm like, that's the name of my company. So I don't see it, and they're going, no, business. So we're going back and forth, and they're tossing names out. And then there was like, this book, okay, you want to bring the book in, you, you talk about the mess, tell us about the book. So I'm telling them, and then I'm telling them, you know, the next book, still a mess, address, you know, address the mess, and at that time, that's the message. And then we're going, and then I said, I got it, guys, I'm a messologist. A messologist. And at the same time goes, oh, yes, messologist, that's it, yes. Yeah. And then Nick goes, oh, that's right. The mess all this look, you try messes into masterpiece. Mess into masterpiece. And it's not just a schmick, it's, it's, it's a thing, it's really a thing because I think we all possess that quality. Um, yeah, you know, we are dressed up messes, whether you want to believe it or not, ladies. You know, that's you right. know, and, that's a hard statement and, a hard truth and it truth. really is. It really, and some of us do. That you have to look at yourself, and some of us do it better than others, you know. But um, you know, we've all been there before. We've all been in that space where you know we're hiding, we're tucking, you know, we're trying to not let the world see all of our flaws and 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 all the junk that we got going on. But um, what is the meaning of a messologist? What is that? So that's why it's intriguing to you because nobody's ever used this. So they put it on social media. They're looking it all up and they're like, nobody's using it. Yeah. So what I was thinking is like the ophthalmologist, the gynecologist, these are the studies of different parts of the body. Right. You know, uh, a genealogist. And uh-huh. this is somebody who's getting into this. So guess what? I've been mess. had to deal with some mess. But I had to take my mess right in there where it was, right in the groove of it, in the nitty gritty of what it was. And I turned it into a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So a methodologist is someone who turns messes into masterpieces. And someone's word may not be a mess. I just call it what it is. Yeah. It is, you know, and mess can be, it doesn't mean you have to be shipwrecked in your, in, in, your, in your whole life as a train wreck. You can have messy thinking. You can oh, have yeah. messy words that you use. You can have messy feelings about things. You can have messy actions. Mm. And you can, whatever part of that life that, that is not where you want to be at the optimal, at your truest and highest and authentic unapologetic self is I just call it messy. You may use a different word. Right. And right. So, so we go through this thing with them and I I hear mythologists and I got it and we're kidding it, but I'm still so stuck on the book. So when I when we went through the whole branding thing, I had to get the book in there. So the commercial thing ends up being the video about the book. Mythologists did about the book. And then months later when I I get it now. Creators sometimes look slow. Creators like it's bigger than the book. That's right. And I'm like, oh, duh. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the book. Mythology is a brand. It's a movement. It is. It's, it's a, a movement. Part of 
thing. Right. And the mythologist is, this is your calling. You turn after this masterpiece. You help people. You help yourself. You help other people. Now, this is it. You have people turn after this masterpiece. Identify what that is in them. This is not where they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And you turn that thing around and you move through it with ease and grace. It doesn't mean that that thing will not pop up. I'm living in my masterpiece. So I'm telling you the journey through the book. I'm telling you the journey of me from a mess to a masterpiece in the book. Just a mess. Right. Mess was coming out January 21st, uh, January 2021. Maybe it's supposed to be the 21st because I've never hey. seen that. We'll see. Maybe that's what it's 21, 21, 20, Hey, we, yeah. we have to look at that so, thing. Yes, I'm going to have to look at that. But January 2021, still a mess because it didn't just happen overnight. And a lot of times people see people in their glory and yeah. and it looks like oh they had it all together and they don't and it's not it that microwave success that yeah it's not microwave yeah. success exactly it's not. Mm-hmm. it's not so I had to go from my mess dressed up mess still a mess because I realized I was a mess so what made you do it's a journey I was real comfortable in that messiness I was, me- I was comfortable in my sadness I was comfortable in depression right. I'm not there anymore I'm so not in the And through that journey, you you learn how that mind, body, spirit connection work and how, you know, we, what we put out here through our words, we really want to look at it intentionally, you know, make sure we're not putting, we're not sabotaging our own destiny by what we speak into existence. Absolutely. That's what it is. That's exactly it. We don't realize how powerful our words are, how our thinking is, and what we feel. And what messages are we to ourselves. What is our self-talk? Is it always an A&R, that automatic negative response? I don't use words anymore that are self-limiting. Right. Exactly. And I don't care who believes it or not. That's, it's not my business who believes in me or not. only person that matters is me. Who's got, to put, who's got to deal with it, live with it? It's me. So that's why the authenticity comes through because I've got to the space where I can live unapologetically me. Right. No matter what. 
no matter what, I don't have to dress it up. I don't have to hide it. Yep. I still dress up. I love clothes, but they're not hiding. You're not anything. hiding, not exactly. Hiding the insecurities. Hiding it's behind the clothes. and Right, yeah, the makeup, the hair, the degrees, the materialistic things. And, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, knowing some of women that I think are absolutely phenomenal. Really. And and this is, is going on or has happened in my life recently. And, you know, you, you just see some other stuff there and it is projected onto you. And you're like, no, I, what is the real issue? Because this has nothing to do with me, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and in this growth, and let me just, I have to be very honest and transparent in this space. When you decide to make those changes in your life, especially if they're dramatic changes to where you're like, man, my survival depends on me making some different decisions. Yeah. I need to be around different space. People going to fall off. They will. And I've been dealing with that. Yep. It'll be jobs. It'll be men. It could be whatever. You're going to share some things in your life that is keeping you from being your authentic self. And you may not recognize that at that time, but that's just how creative works. They will. by yourself sometimes that's going to be a lonely very and that's what 2020 has um yeah it's brought a lot of people to that to that space to that area and i'm my falling off and shedding that's been going on now for about five years you know folks that have been in my life for years since i was a child i'm like okay um and when you know it's the correct thing you know you're in the right season with that thing when you don't want to go back to it and you're okay with it it you can let it go Mm mm-hmm and keep and moving. What happened for me to really when we wanted to get down to that pinpoint, there were different things that was happening and creator kept giving me nuggets but I wasn't ready for them because at the time I didn't get it. Yeah. And, as, you know, so influenced by what this person did it or this happened but it's just not as internal. It's an internal job. But what happened for me is in 2014 my dad transitioned and I was daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. Baby and daddy's girl, and my dad passed away in my arms. Mm. And that experience is like no other experience that I've ever experienced in my life. And that loss is like the greatest loss I ever had in my life. And I can remember questioning everything after that point. Like, why am I here? What is my purpose? Why are you letting me live? I went through depression. I lost like 20 pounds in like three weeks. That's where, well, you know, the shedding will start, definitely. That's when the shedding Yeah. <laughs> turned upside down. And people were falling off like flies. And I'm talking about long-term relationships. People yeah. I've been through, since I've known forever, 30-plus-year relationships. Hey. In a second, and you don't think anything about I it. I get it, Allie. I know well, exactly what that I'm looks like. about John and not looking back and yep. feeling lonely and feeling crazy like what is really happening to me but what it was God was like I'm going to show you how I see you yeah Brady was like you want to see how I see you this is how I see you you don't need all those people you don't need all that stuff oh my God it's just, oh. it just yeah, it takes you to another place God. and and you God. 
you have to um you 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 got to be ready for that too and titles and monies and jobs i walked away and at that that time in my life it was the most i'd ever made i walked away from a seventy thousand dollar job because I was miserable. I hated the damn job. I hated being there every day. It but here's the thing. You, right, and that was the most so at that time. Right, but God had to make, make room for you to make twice as much, like, again, what you're doing now, you know, at, at, at this space. And I was like, I was okay with walking away from it. Yeah. Because guess what? Situation again was a federal. I started federal contracting, and, and so it was yeah. Federal contracting. I ended up in Germany, and when I ended up in Germany, I met my husband, and then I got married, and then I moved to Germany, and now I live. I live abroad, and I get to travel the world. I've been saying I want to travel the world for years. So not only are you making more money, you're in, yes. <laughs> you're in a whole. You're you're traveling, and you're doing. You're still doing what you love to do, but you had to open yourself up to the relationship. And basically, your husband, with you know the things that you have now. Yes, everything that I had desired and wanted for years and didn't know how to give. Remember that you addressed a mess and everything you want, you're not gonna have until you deal with yourself. That's right. That was that message in 2012. I had to learn how to deal with me, be in my uncomfortableness, know who I am truly, love myself unconditionally, have everything removed, and. Love myself and be okay and accept myself. And once that started to happen, my life changed. My mindset changed. I am a lifelong learner. I study. I research. Mm-hmm. I don't watch television. I don't really listen to a whole bunch of music. I do documentaries. I study this stuff. I want to know how does this mind work. Yeah. I'm really big on mind science and the mindset change and how do you change your life. And what is it about? Because sometimes people think it's so much about. The paper money. It's not right. It's about peace. That it's oh, about and you cannot put a, a price on that, Allie. You cannot yeah. put a price on peace. You can't put a price on peace. Mm-hmm. And when you get to peace, then the money will come. The money will the come. Yeah. The opportunities will come. Right now, the reason I'm here, and I told you, not stop contracting. I was like, I'm just gonna live my life over here and join and travel and go visit castles and do all this wonderful stuff. This is all pre-COVID. I visited 11 countries last year, and this is not bragging. It's just that when you change your mind, right. you change your life. And you, and you opened yourself up for that change, and that's the thing. Up. A lot yeah, of women, for the yeah, for the for the possibilities, and you knew, or you didn't know what was on the other side of that, but you knew you I just you needed to do something. And I didn't worry about it, right? Because as long as I worried about stuff, it just gave me something to do, more worry. Yep. And more, the things that I feared, I had to keep facing. The things that I was not wanting to deal with, I had to keep dealing with. So when you don't deal with your mess and you don't address it, undress it, and, and move it on and make it your message, you're going to keep seeing it. You're going to keep experiencing those same things over in a different way. In a different way. Person, a different relationship, yep. a different job. You're going to have to, it's like a perpetual abuse to that degree if you don't deal with it. You mm-hmm. are doing that to yourself. And when I finally learned that it wasn't him, her, my mom, my my, my ex or anything like that. It was me. It was you. I needed to go and do the inside work on me to find out who I was, find out who I was, and to find peace within myself in the midst of chaos. That's why I don't, I don't 
Yeah, it, it is, and, and like you said, um, folks want to throw it away and, and just take it off the books. But no, we we needed this. We needed the reset. Um, yes. It's birthed businesses. It's it's birthed, uh, you know, uh, really a whole new people and and the, the, that were pivot. You had to learn how to do that and really use your critical thinking skills to um, just kind of get yourself into this mindset of this is what it's going to be. But in that, it brought out so many things in folks um, that that needed to come out. I agree. And then you're talking about pivots. So I mentioned earlier, you know, this book tour, North Texas, Atlanta, North 14th, hometown folks, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. Uh, this is when, right before everything shut down completely. So right in that cup is when it started. Right here I am thinking I'm going to go so then look, and then the world shuts down. Uh-huh. So by March 14th in my hometown, it, the word was out. It was on the radar. They were getting really weary. Two days after that, everything started shutting down. I went ahead and went on to Dallas. I'd already bought the tickets. I had the place and everything, and it stopped and shut it down right there on the spot. Everything shut down. The world stopped right in the midst of this book tour. And what I did in Dallas, I was there. I pivoted right on the spot. I had a virtual book signing book tour right there because I had people coming. It was all organized. And I was like, forget it. Now talking about live. Right. Oh, you use that word open. That that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it turned out well. I sold books and I kept selling it. And, and the video was going, and the live was going, and it's still out there because it's in the live person. It was just in the people who were there in the pictures that I shared from it. But it's, it's out there for good. Now, listen at the second live that did the same thing. The live I did on Saturday my one year anniversary is how we met. Right. And that thing is growing. And I don't even, I don't even get all of that stuff, like what's trending and what's all this and what makes them viral. But I can tell you this, in my authenticity, in that fair moment when I was getting ready to make a video, the creator said, no, go live. And I'm like, but I don't like live. I'm not comfortable. Right. And I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. I opened it up and said, I don't know why I'm so shy about doing live, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it might just be me, and nobody can maybe see this, but maybe one person needs it, and they'll see it. I didn't look at my phone just a moment ago, and 3,700 people have already seen that video. Yeah. So, and I, you know, you were obedient to the spirit. I, I told you, thank you for that. Um, because mm-hmm. folks, you know, you, you said people are definitely messaging you and calling you and saying, you know, they appreciated the authenticity. And that's what yeah. we're missing because we're not finding that with anyone. And, and the, hence, this is why we're here on a woman's safe space because I didn't, I didn't find it. So I had to create it on, on my own. Where, where it'll go, I don't know, but the sky, I'm open. I'm, I'm going to go back to that. And, and the sky is the limit. But um, a lot of women are walking around thinking they're going through things by themselves. 
Um, I'm the only one dealing with this. So they're still dressing. You know, they're still doing that. Yeah. They're still a dressed up mess. Allie, what can folks do, especially women in particular, because, you know, there's so many layers to us and, and, and what we, the, the prop up and, and things that we do every day, all day to just kind of stay sane. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and, and, and with the children, the this, and you don't necessarily have to be in a mother's space or a spouse space, but just dealing with every day. But what can they do in their everyday lives? Some of the basics um, to kind of get them to that level of authenticity and peeling off those layers and um, getting undressed, if you will. Oh, that's a question. Thank you so much for asking that question. Here's one of the things that I would say, and I'm talking about the very basic, get down to the nitty gritty. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself some mercy and some mm-hmm. grace. You don't have to be perfect all the time. You don't yeah. have to have the answers. You don't have to have it all together all the time. Sometimes you just don't know. And, and that's okay. you don't know what yeah. the next move is. Yes, ma'am. And sometimes we have to be so on stage all the time for everybody mm. that we don't even know how to just be. Yeah. And so be yourself, be authentic to you, give yourself some grace and some mercy and start there. And then there was a point in time in my life and I was really dealing with a real big bout of depression. And mm-hmm. I remember praying to God, like asking God, Why are you waking me up? Why why am I what's going on here? And then one day it was like I made a pact with myself. I said, I'm not only to get out of bed until I come up with some things that I like about myself and that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said I got to come up with 10 things. And there was a point in time, guys, that I couldn't come up with 10 things that I liked about myself and was grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I was laying in the bed one morning and I was struggling with trying to get this because I said, no, no, don't you touch that phone. Don't let your feet touch the floor. You've got to come up with something. And I looked at my hands, and I looked at my fingernails, and I literally, and this sounds crazy, I know, but I did it. I said, I'm grateful for fingernails. Mm, Thank mm-hmm. you, God. It would be weird to live a life with no fingernails. That would be really weird. Right. And I was like, I'm so grateful for fingernails. And then fingernails turned into breath, and then breath turned into mobility. I love that I'm flexible, and I have knees that bend, and feet that work, and, and I have my breath, and I have my voice, and I have I can see it just literally those basic things with being graceful for the basic because here's what happens. When you are appreciative of the very basic, yeah. God gives you increase. You get Th- more. That's true. Yeah. Because you're grateful. That's right. Then you're not complaining. I stop complaining. I stop complaining. I start being grateful. I can remember when I wanted to change my relationship with money because I would make it and sometimes I didn't. I've had times I don't have any and I had times I had decent amount, but I was having a black mindset. Mm, when you have a mm-hmm. black mindset, it bleeds over into your money. So if you ever walk around saying what you can't do, that's a black mindset. Right. Get rid of it. I'm talking about anything. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's a, and Peter, I'm just using this example. You know I don't even roll like that no more. I live in the fundus mindset. So right, so I'm look, you've gotten some. Even you saying that, you 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 had to let, look. We don't do I that. Didn't That's I right. Remind crying. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because what you say, you see. That's so right. Saying that, my creator don't know that that's not what I want. So I right, you right. Got to clear, get some clarity to it. That's right. This is an example that you walk around and complaining, and, and we have this black mindset. So I can remember when I started like documenting wanting to change, and you know, what's the things I managed to say? What's all this about changing my life? And I remember I wanted to change my relationship with money. 
And so I started to get pictures of the smallest stuff, and, and my friends and family could tell you, and I had friends, kids, and we're doing this. I literally am not making this up. I'll find a penny, and I was like, thank you, Creator. Thank you. I'm a money man. Right, right. And my friends would be like, are you serious? And I would do this in public places. I do it in private places. And guess what? I still do it when I find anything. Uh-huh. So guess what happened? And then I started writing. I wrote myself a check. I had a dollar pack, uh, uh, take to my film that I wrote in a million, and I started changing my mindset about money and the relationship with money, and I stopped moving from a place of lack to a place of appreciation mm-hmm. and a place of abundance, and then that's what God started doing. And I'm not saying I'm just so wealthy right this second, but it's coming, and I know it. Yeah. And I don't live in lack. I don't live in, in worrying about it. I stopped worrying about it, but it started with those pennies. It right. for me finding a quarter, a dollar then that kind of five, and one time I found twenty, and I was like, "Oh, And so you just you started, you know, seeing that increase even with that, yeah. yeah. And I wasn't particular about how I didn't care the divided for the penny that I found, or a quarter, a dollar, or twenty, or whatever, or a thousand dollars. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to be grateful for the penny. And then those opportunities start coming in because I was walking in appreciation. So my point of saying all of this back to those basic things, it can be as basic as being grateful for a penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's gratefulness and that's increase, and 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 so how I turn my master, my masterpiece, creator gave me this several years ago, but I didn't see it coming together. And then finally, when the methodologist thing came and all this stuff started coming together, and I said, "Oh, that idea you gave me in 2015, and I kept saying transform your life, change your life, but I could never get the book written, I could never get the workshop done because I needed to get through." address the mess it wasn't time for that then when the methodologist part came I said I got it now I got it mm-hmm. your masterpiece how do you do that you change your mindset you These gotta my change that mindset it's not a new strategy <clears throat> the way that I'm telling it. And, and you know, I know, right, when things are, are coming to me like they should, because I'm constantly hearing it, and I'm constantly yeah. hearing that, that mindset yeah. change. Um, it's a mindset change. You change your mindset, you change your language. You change your language, yep. Words that are lack, latent. Give it an empty language. Give it a negative language, negative self-talk. You change how you feel. Guess what? If someone says how you feel, quit saying how bad you feel. That's right. You feel. Even putting it in care. writing. Yeah. I, I feel um, amazing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And and we got to push through. Pushing yeah, through how we down. really feel. Yeah, you're right. Pushing through, you know, how yes. we really feel. Um, and, then you, and then you, and then what's the actions you're taking? Right, exactly. Hey, so these are my five strategies. They're not, these are my five strategies how I coined it to fit my to my masterpiece, but it's not new information. It's right. the way that I tell the story that makes it work. I started, I stopped all that thinking, thinking, or stinking, thinking. Where are you from? I stopped the negative Stinking, thinking, y'all. Started, that's what, yeah, we got that. I started that's it. focusing on what I wanted to experience. And when self was introduced to me, I'm like, that's stupid. Why would I say that? Here's what's really going on. No, focus on what you want to experience. What you wanted to you be intentional on, about that. that. Yeah. What's going to be magnified. That's what's going to manifest. Where your energy is going. And so I stopped that. Now, I want to be clear on this. This is not in address the mess. I'm speaking to you guys from the past of the book and the present right now and the journey in between as the book come out. Address the mess was that. I was dressed a mess. I was walking around. And that's where a lot, Allie, that's where a lot of us are. We're, we're, 
a dressed up mess and that's where we need to start and then from there take that journey on to where that masterpiece comes in where can we find the book at what are your your um social media handles where can we find you because we we need to start the work and i think that's important okay absolutely so the book can be found on my website aliwest.com that's a-l-l-i-e-w-e-s-t.com uh, I can also be found on Amazon. The uh, social media, I'm at Messologist. M-E-S-S-O-L-O-L-O-I-D-S-T. Messologist, y'all. Not gynecologist, not oncologist. Right. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then I'm very accessible. I am. I love people. I love the content. Y'all see, I love to talk. No, but you're giving us some good stuff, and that's what we need. We, but here's the thing: we went. What I definitely got out of, got out of everything is going back to basics, and that'll start that level of authenticity and and yeah. saying the basics of of what you're grateful for. Absolutely. It's, it's t- I'm not ashamed of the journey. That's why I'm like, I make it clear to people: look, this is just a mess. This is with some real stuff in here, and and this is real language. It's raw. It's yeah. Authentic. And that's what we need. We need okay. that rawness. Uh huh. We'll get it. And then it was, I was still a mess because I wasn't ready to change. Then I had to address the mess, and now that mess became my message. And I'm walking in my masterpiece. Masterpiece. And mainly because I learned how to master peace, mastering peace in your life, and choosing peace over right. everything else will change your life. And then as a new uh, coach, that is what I'm building that brand and everything around how I'll coach people, that personal development, that living that authentic, unapologetic true self yeah. and, and achieving your goals in that becoming sought after uh, and I didn't share this with you before uh, maybe when we talked the very first time just quickly, the reason I'm here in the U.S. now is I went ahead and I took on another federal contract and it's a temporary contract and I'll just be here for another, about three weeks and then headed back to Germany Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this is, uh, I heard about this contract. I actually wrote this contract in 2018, but I'm sharing this because I need somebody needs to hear this. Um, man, well, I started federal contracting, and uh, on the initial first contract that I did, it's how it ended up in Germany, and was originally told that it'd be five years, and then three. Three months or so into the contract, we were on the conference call, several people of us who were in Germany, and they told us, um, they're not going to support the Germany piece anymore, and when you come back to the U.S., you don't have a job. Now, this is after accepting this position, thinking, after walking away from that one job that I hated, the next thing I came into was federal contracting. Mm-hmm. And federal contracting is a beautiful life. But, uh, so, a few months into it, I'm thinking a five-year journey was cut off. And I couldn't find a job or anything, and this is just I came being more real involved in this. I couldn't find a job for months, 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 and I'm this is federal contracting turning to six figure life. You can, mm-hmm. and here I am without anything for about ten months, almost eight, eight, ten months time frame, and, and it was it wasn't pretty. It was being rough. I didn't have no big old savings. I had savings right saved from that money on the contract, but I didn't have all the other stuff. Right, so we were in a, in a place of basically you were on the brink of losing everything. I was on the brink of losing everything, literally. 
I heard about this contract a few months before, had referred several people to it. Every person got on this contract, you guys put me. They contact every person I referred got hired except me. And here I am on the brink of losing everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when like, you tell me the depression fit me in. So that's when I'm very, uh, depression was just all in this. Mm-hmm. I got into the space where I had a conversation with my daughter and told her, you know, we're going to have to, we've got to lose this house. They're going to come pick up this car. I don't care. I don't have the energy to keep. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've applied for jobs. I'm getting turned down to $20,000 jobs. And just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ashamed. I need to work. We need to eat. The lights need to come on. And I was pretty much depleted. And then one day, they just, one day when I was at, like, the worst, like, I'm crying. Like, why? Why? It's just back in this depression again. And ready to give up everything. And I got an email that day, and they told me, like, they interviewed me yesterday. My mind has been months. Oh, we interviewed you, and we want to bring you on. So they brought me on. Right. And so I did the contract, and this is in 2018, and then moved on from that, you know, went to a pre-marital position, like I said, met my husband, kept in contact, we ended up getting married in 2019, moved to Germany, so I stopped the contracting world and all that, because I was like, now I'm over here going to do the book and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I needed a new computer, and I still had, as I'm moving stuff over, it's in my business, you know, my contract, I was an independent contractor, so all my... That email was the default email for some reason. I'm setting up this computer, and I get an email from this company who I wrote for in 2018. They had contacted me last year, but I just moved, so I did not. I declined it. But I said all of that for three years. So I know it's a little long, but I need somebody to hear this. I got turned down. Everybody I referred got this position. Mm-hmm. This year, 2020, in the midst of a pandemic and global chaos, they sought me. They thought me. Yeah. And I came back and I'm doing this contract temporarily for a few months and then I'm going back home to Germany. Every person that I referred guys, they didn't call them back. So you you know, that was your test. You were definitely open. You know, you had to open yourself up to say, Hey, got whatever you got because at that point you gotta surrender and say whatever you got. And he tests yeah. us and brings us back. To, you know, blows our mind, you know, what's on the other side yeah. of that thing. We have no clue. So we got to keep ourselves open. Um, and I think so many of us, yeah, they're, we're walking in, in this dressed up mess of a person, but not knowing what's on the other side once we kind of kind of pull them layers off. And that's my point. Yeah. When you get to that space, you become Oh yeah, we keeping it, and we still looking, uh, still looking like a million bucks. That's right. Yeah. On the book and 
and the coaching and all this other stuff. So you're in your traveling, you met the love of your life, and and it was not an easy journey, and it was a marathon. It was, but, um, you know, it can happen, and I, I think a lot of women, they have to know that and get it in the psyche. I'll be honest with you, I'm just now feeling that this year 2020 so 2020 had to happen honestly for me um and i think for many um so we gotta get there i'm not no i don't know what you drink you look absolutely want you look great child i don't know yes i have some miles on these guys i'll be 50 alley wow yes 50 people don't believe that they think my daughter and i are sisters Right. And so, but, but my point is, I just got married last year. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep that's going. Come. It will come. That's right. Whatever it is, this book came out last year. I was 49 years old. But I put this out, people, 48. I turned 49 years old. That's right. And I, I, so my point is, uh-huh. do it. I don't do care it. about Don't think that you're Press go. And and that's what I keep hearing this year. You know, spirit is dropping those nuggets. You know, as I drive, you know, I told you earlier, I don't drive with anything on. And that's when I kind of hear what I hear. Press go. Keep going. Because I think this is the season for it. I think everything had to be cleared out and, and you know, sand it down for everybody so they can press go and, and really get to what. Because this is a setup for next year. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, thank you for being obedient with your life because it's, it's definitely touched me and I'm sure thousands. It's going to reach millions here soon. I, I receive it. I receive it. And, and, and I am so honored. I really thank you for this opportunity because I'm so honored. And what that did for me, like I said, if it only touched one person, I was fine. I was just happy to celebrate. I was like, I did. That's I right. Yeah. Man, this journey is a year. I'm a year into this. And I'm about to do this next one because once you do it, you can keep doing it. You can it. keep doing it. I just thought, I'm just going to get on here live and celebrate by myself and be with me. No. And I met you. You and met. I so many you touched so many. You touched so many. say thank you for that video. No, thank, thank you. you. for sharing your story. Thank you for being authentic. Thank you for being who you are. Authentic, obedient. Yes, authentic, obedient. You know, it's important because, again, we're not, it's not out there. We're not finding that. So you really helped a lot of folks get to that next level, get to that next space, you know, that they need to be in. Um, and you didn't even know what you were doing. This is Allie West, guys. A dressed up mess. Please, go get it. Find her at AllieWest.com. Um, and then we have our um, your Allie West on Facebook. Am I correct? Yes, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And my name, of course, is Allie West. But you can do at Nephologist on any of those and you can find me. Uh, like I said, I'm easy to reach. I'm, I'm personable. Uh, I like people. And I yes. I want people to just live their best up in true life. And that's why I said I have no shame in my story. I don't have any shame in my past. I, you know what? It's what needed to happen. If Creator used me to be that manifestation of the work that you yeah. changed anything, and I'll be that. I'll be it. I'll be it. I'm, I'm open to it. And now what I'm learning, even in this season, is to just do those things. Don't let fear guide you. In yeah. Do those things that you're directed to do. Because of this, you're able to do so much more. And I just wanted to say also on this upcoming Sunday, I'll be on a Black Book webinar uh, out in the South of UK, and they're featuring uh, artists all over the world. So I'll be representing.